Like many of you, I have been to the grocery store this week and seen how anxious our community has become. Yesterday, I went um, to Publix and saw that we had no uh, apples, no oranges, no produce of any kind except for beets, which I bought. Uh, there's no toilet paper, very few paper towels, and truly, um, we have found that the world has gone mad. <laughs> I've read emails from restaurants and from small businesses reminding us not to forget them during this forced isolation. This is a time that we're called to support one another, to love one another, and to be wise in how we care for one another, to put others' needs above our own. This is a time that we all must have a servant's heart and to remember Jesus' words to us, that we show our love and concern for Jesus as we show them to those in need. Our true desires, our true hearts are revealed in times of crisis. Jesus and his disciples in our passage for today are making their way to the city of Jerusalem. In the 20th chapter of Matthew, Jesus uh, pulls the disciples to the side and says, listen guys, this is what's about to happen. As we head into Jerusalem, um, I will be captured and I will be tortured and I will be um, mocked and ridiculed and then I will be crucified. But on the third day, I will rise. The work of the disciples is about to get real. The work of the disciples is about to enter a time of crisis. The mother of James and John turns to Jesus and said, listen, can you just promise me that my boys, that my two sons, will have places of honor next to you? To which Jesus responds, you have no idea what it is you ask. This past week, I have seen the same response as this sweet mother in our community. The same response of wanting to preserve ourselves and the ones we love. The innate desire that we all have for good or for bad, to take care of ourselves and to take care of our own, to protect and preserve that which we love. The empty shelves have shown us that. The frustrations about cancellations and personal plans have shown us that. The sheer frenzy and anxiety that we ourselves have has shown us just that. Naturally, we are first and foremost concerned with ourselves and our families, which is not in and of itself a bad thing. But the call of Christ, the purpose that we have as Christian people, invites us to a much broader radius of concern and a much grander view of the kingdom. Throughout this Lenten season, we are reading together the book by Adam Hamilton called The Walk. We have uh, looked at the different key ways that we are called to be, to be disciples. The five core disciplines that each one of us needs to walk faithfully with Jesus. We began the first week talking about worship and praise, and last week we talked about listening and being in prayer. This week we talk about service, and important and appropriately enough, this week we're focusing on what it means to be a servant in the kingdom of God. Mike, Jan Mike Johnson has just shared with us already the wonderful ways that we can serve the people of Guatemala and the ways that we have served the people of Guatemala. You might have participated through your generous support or by going and doing. Uh, we have all been and looked for ways to serve those in need. We are people who give and sacrificially serve others who are in panic and in crisis and in need. The story of Jesus is the story of our own relationship with God. It is the story of becoming a servant. Jesus came to serve and service always grows from a transformed life in forgiveness and God's grace. We've all had a chance this week to see just how our lives lead 
and lean towards service. We have a chance to be inconvenienced. We've had a chance to be disappointed. We've had a chance to be opinionated about the pandemic we're facing. I, for one, have read more thoughts and opinions on Facebook about this than I ever care to read again. The media has us all in a frenzy, and on Thursday, I was amazed by how rabid we all are for toilet paper. <laughs> Proms were canceled. Weddings have been postponed. Our own choir that has worked so hard to get to New York to sing in Carnegie Hall arrived in New York this week to find that Carnegie Hall had been closed, as had Broadway and the museums they were so looking forward to going to. Disappointment has spread through people's hearts much faster than the virus could spread anywhere. But as someone posted somewhere, when we can't go to church, we are called to be the church. And that is exactly where all our call and commitment to service come into play. We are being forced literally to get out of the church, to stay home and to be in the world. We are called and forced to ask ourselves if our main purpose for existing is our own safety and our own needs, or do we exist as Christians for the safety and needs of others? This pandemic has forced us to ask if we exist for the kingdom or not. It is our focus to truly care for the needs of others, or is our focus to care for our own needs? Like the mother of James and John, we are invited to see the kingdom of God for what it really is, a place of self-sacrifice and service. If it doesn't make sense to you why this shutdown, why this social distancing, um, the approaching events in Jerusalem did not make sense to the disciples either. Whether we can make sense of a crisis matters not at all. Jesus has called us to live a life for others. In good times, in stressful times, in times of feast, in times of famine, we have been training for this moment since the day we were baptized. So here's what we can do. First of all, we just might have been given some extra time in our schedules. And I'm guessing this is the time that we have been speaking of when we have said to one another, I wish I had more time to read the Bible, to pray and to reflect. So there's that. Consider all the ways that you have pined away for spiritual growth and seize this moment. I encourage you to write notes that you have been meaning to write. I encourage you to make the phone calls that you've been meaning to make. And I encourage you to clean the closet you always hoped you would clean. This week, we will all be exploring ways that we can be the church in the most powerful and loving way. Tomorrow, our staff will gather together at 10 o'clock to design ways that we can connect with one another while we can't be together. And I encourage you to be diligent in looking for ways that you can serve and care for those in need. I encourage you to send emails to me of stories that where you have seen God at work, stories where you have seen the power of Christ in the world, where you have seen people sacrificially love one another in your community. At this time, we don't know how long uh, this church will be closed or how long we'll be worshiping in this kind of way. But remember that the church is not in here, that the church is out there. You are the church. And I believe that we were created, all of us, for such a time as this. So my request for us as the family of Northbrook United Methodist Church is that we diligently seek ways that we can be the church in the world that we can live a life of sacrifice, of safety and concern for those who are in need. Won't you join me in this? Amen.